0: On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're looking at Nikita Kucherov's impressive season 40 points in the NHL thus far this year. The first one to get to that mark, as well as looking at some of the bright spots with this very, very lowly looking Tampa Bay Lightning defense. And we wrap it up. We're talking about the upcoming matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins, all that coming your way up on Locked On Lightning. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Of Locked On Lightning. Just a reminder that this episode of Locked On Lightning is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Coming up on this episode, we're breaking down Nikita Kucherov's season. Does Var coming becoming the first player in the NHL to get to the forty point mark? What has he been doing that has really, really helped? Taken his game up to another level as well as help this team through some of the darkest moments that we have seen from them in quite some time. We talk about that as well as we take a dive into that defensive core. What's been working this year? Who's been impressing me as well as who's not been impressed me. We talk about, we, we kind of dive a little bit into that as well. And then we wrap things up with our takes on the upcoming game against the Penguins Uh, All that coming up. But first, I want to remind you all that you go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. So go ahead. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the channel. Throw a thumbs up at at this video as well as a comment down below. I want to hear about all your takes, your questions, and just your feelings about everything that's been going on. Because, you know, it's been a very strange season we started without Vasilevsky, and then Johansson. For the most part, I think you know there's a lot of Johansson haters. I will say in the fan base, and which is fine. Like, listen, like a lot of Lightning fans look at Andre Vasilevsky as this omnis omni I can't even say it. This godly figure who could do no wrong, and <laughs> not my proudest moment here on the show, but <laughs> um, we can talk about one player that I think has godly qualities in terms of the way he plays. And it's just one of those things where it's kind of dependent on how he plays on any given night, really is chalked up to, I think, what's going on between his ears. And, you know, that's Nikita Kucherov. And just to kind of give you a recap of where Kuch is at thus far, only 25 games into the NHL season, he is, he has 16 goals and 42 points, a plus minus of minus one. He's got a point share stat of 4.7. Um, his time on ice, he's averaging about 21 and a half a night. And his shots on goal are very impressive at this point um, because not only is he shooting at a rate that I think he is going to eclipse his previous career highs, but he is also leading the league in shots, which is very impressive, given how many guys around the league are just free in it and and shooting it towards a goaltender with reckless abandon. And I think that's where we're going to start. And I think that's a good place to start when you when you talk about Nikita Kucherov's season and what what's really been working for him. And I spoke about it on last night's show uh, after the four nothing win at home against the Dallas Stars. Is that's really when you look at his game this year. And it it does have a trickle down effect is that he's just going out there and I feel like more times than not I mean we've we've seen quite a few games this year where he's kind of been a little bit timid to start off the game and I believe in all those games that I'm thinking about, which are a handful the lightning have lost all of those. That is, as we've spoken about in years past, the key to getting the Lightning going on any given night. And I know this is like a ridiculous kind of thing to to kind of come to grips with, is that we know that the Lightning are not a good starting team. It It takes them about, I would say, I would say maybe 10 minutes, maybe more to get things going to begin a game. And then it kind of has to reset during the second period. And then you really start to see the lightning flowing and getting things going. But I feel like a large part of it has to do with what 86 is doing. And we all know that hockey is a team sport, but at the end of the day, this guy, you know, a lot is talked about with the lightning what the key to their success is. And a lot of people look at Andre Vasileski. And yeah, mm-hmm. you could definitely make the case for Vasileski being the guy who stirs the pot for this team, who gets things going. But at the end of the day, it's 86. He's the guy who's the table setter. Um you've seen it. You saw it last night. That's a perfect example. He came in, he was just chucking it from any type of angle that he could get. Not even that. it it, it there was no hesitation in his shot. You could see it when he had the puck. It, it seemed as though he already had his mind made up, which, you know, with some players might be not necessarily a good thing. But with him, I think it's it it helps his game because. It, it gives him the confidence to go out there and, and kind of have a game plan with the puck. You know, there are set plays. There are kind of things that he sees on the ice which is you know we i don't think we've even spoken about that and we'll get to that in a little bit his his ice vision but i think with him a player like him who has so much skill and we've seen this numerous times especially when he's down low by the boards and the corners i think the the thing that really impresses me and i think what has really helped him be able to be so effective not only scoring in terms of scoring goals but also just passing and and the reason why his assist numbers is is so high already I think it comes down to the fact that he knows what he wants to do and I think he's already made his mind up and you know it was also spoken about last night during the tele telecast as well uh with Randolph and you know Randolph was saying it looks like he he kind of he, he kind of looks like a different player this year. And Ingblom was saying the same thing. It kind of seems as though like maybe it was him or maybe it was somebody else. It kind of seems like he already has his mindset that he's going to start things early on. And I think it's, I think it's a great game plan and you've seen it, the difference that it makes in games where he's kind of timid or just not feeling it early on. Um, as opposed to games where he's shooting the puck at a high volume or being aggressive, at least uh, early on, it it makes a world of difference. You know, there was a few games this year in which he, he got like one shot, I would say, or one or two shots in the first two periods. Um, And they weren't really quality shots. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things that go into to play with that. But, And then he starts to uptick it in the third period and the Lightning play well. And then at the end of the day, though, it really doesn't help the Lightning because most likely, and I I would assure you, in all those scenarios, not only is the reason why they're down part of him not being aggressive and not just going out there and playing his game, it also has to do with the fact that, you know, they feed off of that. The, the, The opposing teams... If if that if Kucherov is aggressive early on, their sole attention is going to be on him, and that opens up things incredibly for the rest of the team. And you've seen it; you saw last night some of the passes he was making, um, even even on 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 sequences where you know it, it didn't result in a goal or it didn't result in an assist or a chance. Um, he's got the other team thinking. And guessing out there, and when it when it when an NHL team or any hockey team for that matter is out there just trying to guess what's going to happen next, instead of just reacting reacting to to the plays and the decisions being made on the ice, uh, that's a huge disadvantage to that team. And you saw it last night. You know, you we especially in a in a in a team such as the Dallas Stars who just whooped the Lightning in their previous game. Um, by scoring a lot of goals, but also by playing very good defense. There was multiple sequences there throughout the course of the game. And you could pick your fill from any period in which Kucherov had the puck and whether or not he was taking a shot or he was passing. But he was making Dallas look like a team that had no idea what to do out there. Like this was game one in the NHL season. And that's the kind of effect this guy has and it kind of begs the question because we've seen this with mcdavid we've seen this with dry sidle in years past seen it with ovechkin and crosby and mckinnon and if i'm leaving out any other name go ahead to to comment below with that it it begs the question is he the best player in the nhl right now and there will be a lot of people out there that will say no emphatically and they'll still say Connor mcdavid which you know, maybe at the end of the year, we can make that conversation and make that case for him. But at the end of the day, we're we're talking about December 5th, 2023. Is Nikita Kucherov the best player in the NHL? I think he is. I believe he is. And he's making his team exponentially better on nights in which he is playing like the best player in the NHL. So coming up real quick. Uh, in the next segment, we'll be talking about that defensive core. A little bit shaky this year, as we all know. Uh, huge reason as to why the Lightning have not gone off to a big, uh, a very decent start by Lightning standards uh, this year. We'll talk about that uh, coming up in just a bit. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at Indeed. Now, when you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team. If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description. The moment they sponsor a job, I have a friend who just opened up his own business and he was stressing over, you know, as, as the business was growing and growing exponentially, he, he was stressing to me. He said, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to be able to fit? How am I going to fulfill all these needs that my business has, whether it be logistics or it be building the website or whatever he needed media. And guess what? He, he started his own indeed account. He put out job descriptions, and guess what? He hired three top-quality candidates within the first week of doing it. So, listen, in the minutes since I've been talking to you, 16 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. So when you sponsor an Indeed post in the U.S., you're three times likely to get a hire. So visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash on terms and conditions apply cost per application pricing not available for everyone need to hire you need indeed. So as always, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube and you can give me a follow on X formally noticed Twitter at Danky Dank D E N K. Y D eight and K love hearing from all of you. If you have a comment that you want or, or a question actually that you want answered on the podcast, you can go ahead and either tweet to me, tweet to the show on LO underscore lightning on Twitter. as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram, wherever you want to post your question, whatever platform that is available to you and easier for you to, to, to communicate with the show, go ahead and do that. I love hearing from all of you and I love hearing your questions and, comments and all of that and it's great i you know it's i want the back and forth i want to hear from all of you because as i've seen from past youtube comments um a lot of you have differing opinions about how this team is and you know what works for them what doesn't work for them and i think that when we look at how like this lightning team is constructed i think that really the issue is is that you kind of have you kind of have three issues especially when you break it down with this defensive core it's guys trying to pl- score that are not necessarily good scorers you have guys that are kind of a little bit more defensive excuse me a little bit more defensive minded and are not necessarily kind of ready for just focusing on that or not fully polished off and then I will say reason three one three a is that you have guys that are doing things that they're not necessarily good at where they should be doing the opposite so of a guy who's focusing more on defense where he should really be focusing on offense and vice versa. And then I guess reason three B the player may not just necessarily fit on this team. And the question, the, the, the player that I'm really referring to when it comes down to it is, is Nick Pervix. And I think it really goes all back to, and we're going to break down some of the defensemen. Um, when you look at this defensive core, depending on where this player, where any player plays, you kind of expect them, you know, if a first line player is, for example, Nick Purvix, he's playing on the first line, and you're expecting reasonable numbers out of him. And And I've said this in the past, with defensemen, it's kind of hard to really gauge how they're playing. Um, in my opinion, hearing their name too much or too little could be a sign of whether or not they're playing well, depending on what they do specifically, what their job is. And I think that's the issue with Nick Pervix. It's not necessarily the fact that we're not hearing too much of his 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 name on the broadcaster seeing what he's doing it, it i feel like this team especially john cooper fell in love with him way too fast last year because of that very fast start that's just that he got off to because it, this was all during the suspension to ian cole when all that nonsense was going on that ended up not being true and nick Perbix came to the rescue he played very well. Listen, I'm not hating on him for that. I was on the perfect train as well. But at the same time, we're now in year two. You know, this isn't like he was brought up late in the season. And he lit the world on fire and kind of cooled off once the playoffs came. No, he played an entire NHL season. Now we're in year two and I feel like what the issue with Nick Purvix is is, yes, he has his uses on offense. I think that he has his moments here and there in which he he looks I'm not going to say he looks like a first line defenseman. It's more so he looks like an NHL player. That's you know, that might be a little bit bland thing to say, but. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and kill him. I think that he has his uses. I think he's like I said, you know, you'll see him make a play here and there or, you know, a subtle stop here and there on on any night. Um, But I think we could all agree when we look at this defensive core, things need to be changed around. And it all starts with perfects because I don't think and I and I'm sure a lot of lightning fans agree with me on this. Is that he shouldn't be playing on the first line i think that he can play on the second i don't think i mean when you look at the third you have radish and dehan and you know dehan i'm still trying to figure out with him he's one of those players where you kind of just don't notice him until something good or bad happens uh he's very unassuming on the ice he kind of just walks with he he plays with a quiet tone to his game if that makes sense that you know unless something really like I said unless something good or bad happens that he's involved in you're really not going to notice him doing the little things and and sometimes for a defenseman that's not necessarily a bad thing depending on where they're playing and for a third line defenseman I think Calvin Dehan fits that role pretty well so I'm perfectly fine with that but you know, with my point about Purvix not being, not, in my opinion, playing, shouldn't be playing on the first line, you know, obviously that opens up the door for the question is who deserves to be on the first line if not Pervix? And quite frankly, I think it's been Eric Turnack all along. And I think a lot of Lightning fans, whether or not you've been watching this team, whether for the last couple of years or for the last couple of weeks, whatever the case may be, I think... If you've watched enough of Eric Turnack to be familiar with his game, and then you look at Nick Pervix, you're kind of asking yourself, "What did this? What what has Pervix done that has earned him first line minutes with Victor Hedman?" And I think that when we look at this defensive core, and when John Cooper puts together this defensive core. I think it's very important that we remind ourselves and he reminds himself that it's all about balance. You know, the third line kind of, you could kind of throw caution to the wind with that and just play the, the, the most uh, talented guys that are left that, that are on your, in your franchise. But I think that, Chernak, he's been he's been with this organization for a while. He's been in the game for quite a while. I think he solidified himself once the lightning traded away Ryan McDonough. That he is the stopper, he is the anchor, he is the guy that sets the defensive tone for the blue liners on this team. And I think a guy like that is very deserving of the first line because <clears throat> when you look at Victor Hedman and it kind of seems like this year, I think we could agree, you know, he's not back to, to Norris trophy Hedman, but I think he's back to the level enough to where we could say um, the way this guy is playing. I think we could live with this. I think his offensive numbers um, all things considered. I, you know, I'm not expecting him to put up Cal McCarr numbers, but at the same time, for Victor Hedman, I think five goals and 20 assists is right where you want him at this point in the season. And so you want to balance things out. If if headman is kind of leaning towards in the offensive category of the stuff, which I'm not going to say he's not playing well on the defensive side, I think he's playing very well. Uh, especially in the neutral zone. I, I love some of the plays he's doing, just disrupting uh the the opposing team's ability to get the puck down the other side of the of the ice. But I think that. You kind of have to look at these first two lines, kind of how like teams look at their their first and second forward lines. You got to play the best possible players together. For example, as we all know, Coop loves to play Stamkos, Point, and Kucherov. I think we could all agree, for the most part, on paper, that is the best line that could possibly be generated out of this roster. So why not use that same approach on the defensive side of things? I think we could all agree that Eric Chernak, if you had to break it down over dating back from last year, has been the top defensive guy for this team. So why don't you put him with the guy who is more susceptible to putting up points on your team so he doesn't have to necessarily be the anchor of that line. Imagine what an untethered, unanchored Victor Hedman could be offensively and just all around in general. And at the same time, if you look at that second line, you know, it's not like Pervix it is is gonna have to carry all the way on that second line. Mikhail Sergachev, who I think you know there are some moments with him where he's just has not played up to the level that we wish he would. I still think that Mikhail Sergachev is a guy who I think in the next four years, potentially is going to be a first line defenseman. Now telling whether or not that's by default, because the rest of the defensive core is going to be playing terrible or because of how, high of a level he could possibly ascend to. Now, I don't think he's going to get that high. I don't think he's going to be in the Norris Trophy. But at the same time, Sergachev shows flashes of a guy who has been in the league for 15 years. Uh, he has the maturity. Now it's just all about getting it all together and 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 playing decisive hockey. But in a season in which this Lightning team has played not so stellar on the defensive line of things. I think when you look at Victor Hedman, you look at Eric Chernak and even Darren Radish, who I haven't even gotten to, who I think is definitely, definitely kind of being underestimated out there by opposing teams, as well as just underrated on this lightning team in general. Those are the guys who are really kind of still keeping it together. Barely especially when the play breaks down, especially when <clears throat> the lightning are behind by one or two in a game and, and kind of need a couple of spots, uh, stops those guys along with an honorable mention of Calvin Dehan, I really think are the guys that are really kind of keeping it together. Um, contrary to maybe some tweets I've sent out or, or maybe what some fans have said online. Yeah, this, this defensive core is not broken. They haven't played well. It hasn't been pretty at times, but it's, It's not kind of a situation where we kind of have to tear it all down and and kind of sort of rebuild. I I think that this defensive core, all things aside, and maybe alongside with some new coaching philosophy and, and restructuring of the lines are maybe a piece or two away from from getting back to being a defensive core in which teams kind of didn't want to face. So let me know in the comments below what you think. Uh, like I said, I don't think Nick Pervix should be playing on the first line. I don't think he's just, it's not I don't think he's a good player. I just don't think he's ready for that. Um, you look at his time of ice, he's he's barely playing sixteen minutes a game, and you can't have that out of your first line defenseman. So we'll 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 keep an eye on that because i I would hope I would hope and maybe this is wishful thinking that Coop is going to eventually open up his eyes and realize that maybe this isn't something that's going to work long-term if they want to get back to the playoffs. So we'll keep an eye on that going forward. And just a little bit, we'll talk about the upcoming game against the Penguins, but first we got to wrap things up with our friends over at game time. Now, listen, if you haven't heard about game time, listen up. I, they are my favorite, favorite ticket, purchasing app out there i i'm not just saying that because there are sponsors i was using them long before game time became our our partners here at locked on lightning as well as locked on nhl uh you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets especially around the holiday season listen it this is the perfect app to purchase tickets for someone who you care about or one of your loved ones if you want to take them out to a concert or a sporting event a comedy show or whatever this is the app you got to go not only to have a great night out, a stress-free night, a stress-free night out, but also not spend a lot of money. With killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They got last-minute ticket deals, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find, and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area visit. And you can see views from all seats in the venue, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection, et cetera. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. That's terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. So wrapping things up on the show, as always, I want to thank you all for just being awesome. I mean, we're, we're kind of getting down to the end of 2023. Can't believe it's a, it's another, I guess, half year. I, we're, I mean, we're already 25 games into the season, which is wild to me. And come February, we'll be doing this four years, which is insane. And even thinking about it out loud and, But still a lot of hockey to be played. And and I'm glad you are all aboard that journey with us. So the Lightning will be taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow night. And as with everyone, and even some losses, because there are some losses this year in which I thought the Lightning's effort and their play have been admirable. And I think that we could agree that there has been some games in which the lightning have done very positive things that they could potentially carry over into next games in order to possibly win those games. Now that's been the issue with this team all year. It's been consistency because as we've seen with their, their blowout win against Carolina, their big time win against Boston, uh, their, their big win last night against the Dallas stars, this team could hang with some of the best in the NHL, which is why it's all that more frustrating when they're going up against, you know, low-level teams like the Arizona Coyotes, who I I completely understand are in an absolute heater right now. They've beaten, I think, the last five Stanley Cup champions, which bravo. Nobody cares. But except for Coyote fans. But the point is, is that. The Lightning, as I have said almost to exhaustion on this show, need to win. The, there are games that, all right, are a toss-up. I get it. Even the game the other night against against Dallas, and even tomorrow night against Pittsburgh, those are toss-ups. On the road or not, those are toss-up games. Those are games where, as long as the Lightning go out and do the right thing and and do all the little things, and I'm not, I'm, and that's the thing that kills me with this team. And what do I expect to see them do against Pittsburgh It's just do the little things. Because like I've always said, it's it's a domino effect in the game of hockey. Because when you look at the game of hockey, do the little things. You finish your checks. You play aggressive. You take ownership of the neutral zone. You create traffic in front of the goaltender. You give your goaltender, you know, some space in, in order for him to get going. Especially Vasilevsky, you know, once he gets going... Um, and gets comfortable, it's over. If the Lightning do those things that I just said, which are pretty much everything that they, they did pretty well in this game, this previous game against Dallas, and it's it's very feasible to ask of ask that of them in this game against Pittsburgh. You know, it's there's no team really that could consistently do that and completely shut down a team. I've in in the three and a half seasons that I have seen the lightning. I've been covering the lightning on this show. I've never seen the lightning get completely shut down ever. And I've never seen the lightning do that to another team. It's just, I don't think it's possible. And so it, it is, it is something that the lightning could accomplish. It is something that they could easily do in hindsight on a nightly basis. And it's also something we have seen them do on a nightly basis. So really, I just want the lightning to go out there and i think this is the thing that kind of puts themselves they back themselves into a corner with is that they they go in with these game plans and i feel like if you look at the dallas game in which they won they didn't i they just went out there and did simple things and you saw the progression of them kind of building up towards all right, we're going to take the puck up up the ice. And I use the analogy of it looking like a chess match, literally. In chess, you slowly progress up the board. That's how the lightning were on a sequence. They, you know, they weren't just running and gunning it. They were kind of working, chipping away at the Dallas Stars. And look where that got them. And <clears throat> I, I think that that's how you got to approach each game. You got to be meticulous about it. You know, you don't rush you know, scoring goals or or rush going into the zone. You know, just chip away at, all right, let's get the puck into the neutral zone. Let's space out the ice. Let's do a, a through Z to get into the zone. All right, let's put some shots on net. Let's get those deflections in. Let's grab rebounds. Let's take control of the corners. You know, little stuff like that. Because if you do that, all the other things that will eventually lead to that goal will happen. So I think that's how the Lightning need to approach this game with Pittsburgh. Uh, We'll talk about it more tomorrow. Most likely, we'll be dropping an episode after the game. So keep an eye out for that. And as always, hit that notification button if you're listening to us on an app-based platform. So as soon as the newest episode drops, you'll get a notification on your phone and you'll be able to listen or watch. So Yeah, very simple game plan for tomorrow night. And that's really don't have any game plan. Just stick to the basics. Just do what you were taught to do in high school, junior, college, wherever these players played. Uh, And you should set yourself up for a good win or, you know, a close game at least. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the game against the Pittsburgh Penguins and find out whether or not they listened to me or, Completely disregarded everything they did in the game against the Dallas Stars. So, in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On.